download it now. It's time for X's and O's with Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer on the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Now from the TCO studios in Egan, here is the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network is underway. And Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Vikings, joins us into a home game against the Atlanta Falcons. Back to last Sunday for a second. Century link with no fans. I mean, how, how weird was it? Yeah, it was pretty weird. Uh, you know, there's we were able to hard count them on the road, which, you know, would never happen uh, there. So... Uh, but uh, you know, once you get into the game, it's 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 kind of business as usual now. Did the rain and/or mist impact or uh, mess with your shield at all? Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a tough day with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I didn't realize there really was a problem. I was just trying to mess around. So I mean, you got like 17 on the play clock. Shield gets all foggy and everything. What do you do? Yeah, I actually. Um, Took it off to start the game, put it back on, then took it back off and said, uh, let's just wear, wear the mask. I, I think post-head coaching career, outside of your uh, ever-developing horse racing career, there could be a business opportunity here for, like, shield cleaners for, for coaches. You can make a little bit of money. Yeah, I can try that. Might make some, if the pandemic doesn't go away, I might make some shields. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Shields at, uh, well, whatever. Um, now, from afar, it, um, it, it seemed the most fired up and, and, and excited that we've seen the sideline this season during that game. Did, did you feel that? I think we had good energy throughout the course of the ball game. Um, you know, there was, there was a lot of good things that happened in the game. We, uh, we just weren't able to finish. Now, here come the Atlanta Falcons, new coach, Matt Ryan, so probably a new vibe. I mean, I'd, I'd expect you're going to get a big shot from these Falcons, right? Yeah, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll give their best shot. Yeah, usually that's how it goes after, after you lose a coach. When, uh, when, when it comes to somebody like Julio Jones dealing with what he's dealing with, didn't play last game, at this stage of the week, like, how do you plan for him, or is it planning for scheme? No, you have to plan for him as well. Uh, you have to prepare like he's going to play. And then, uh, you know, they got Ridley on the other side. And this, this kid is really, really good. I mean, he's explosive in and out of the cuts. And then, you know, you put Julio, who's got great size and speed and catches the ball well. Uh, they've got uh, uh, outstanding receivers. Now, now Atlanta's 0-5 season, outside of uh, maybe some obvious things that people follow, like, like what's their season been like? What has led to that 0-5? Well, they had a like a 14 or 16 point lead against Dallas in the fourth quarter and lost. Uh, Dallas got an onside kick. They had a 10 point lead against um, somebody else uh, with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and got beat. So they've been up in a lot of the ball games. They scored a lot of points in all the games. Um, so it'll it'll be a you know they take a lot of shots down the field and and defensively they play very very hard. They've uh, you know they've got a great inside rusher and and um, you know uh, Keanu Neal is a really good uh, uh, safety. So uh, it'll it'll be a really good game. Yeah, that uh, that defensive tackle you're referencing, Grady Jarrett. I mean, he's a handful. Is he still as good as he was like within the last couple of years? Yeah, he's terrific. Very quick. Very powerful. Um, one of the top three techniques in the league. 
And, you know, in a season 2020 where you get asked every week about high scores and stuff like that, there are just so many different things this year with no preseason and that virtual offseason than we've ever seen. And, for instance, Atlanta's 0-5 and plus one in the take give. I mean, that, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that really is. Uh, they've, been, they've been doing a good job of getting, uh, getting the football and not giving it away much. So if I tell you into that Sunday game in Seattle, you're going to run for 200 and they're going to go for seven on third down, you're going to win, right? You would hope. I mean, it's just, it's again, just another crazy facet of the 2020 X's and O's. Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you guys are one and four, and that's what matters most to you overall. But what, where are you seeing legitimate improvement with all facets of the team that maybe is not super obvious? Well, I think the biggest thing, Paul, is in the last few ball games, we're starting to get an identity of who we are. Um, you know, we're we seem to be running the football much better. Um, you know, we're we're hitting some big plays on the play actions offensively. Um, defensively, we continue to get better each and every week. Uh, we've we've you know we've gone through with each play wins and losses, and each game we we. We tend to get a little bit better. Um, you know, obviously third downs have been good defensively, and, and, and both sides of the ball we've been pretty good in the red zone. So we're just going to continue to keep trying to get a little bit better each week. Um, you know, as we were watching our Atlanta game from last year, and uh, we had um, seven new defensive starters at this point, and that's not including guys like Stephen Weatherly and, and uh, Ben Gideon and all the guys that were missing, you know, on the curse and Mackenzie Alexander and, you know, so on and so forth, uh, Sendejo, hmm. whatever. So, you know, you're talking, we're talking like there's 14 guys that have never been here that haven't had OTAs, haven't had, uh, you know, really much training camp. So uh, they're starting to get a little bit better, though, each, each and every week. See, that road you went down where you were mentioning all the players who were here last year compared to, like, who's here now, you know, I, I know you don't blame stuff on that because you, you may think it's a loser's lament going into that one and four, but, I mean, it, it is reality, specifically with that offseason where you and other teams probably, you have to be patient, you know, with, with, with these new players getting better week by week, right? But it's tough. Yeah, and Paul, you think about this. We've lost, we've played uh, three undefeated teams. We've played another team that's lost one game out of the five games. We've lost two uh, undefeated teams by one point uh, at the end of the ball game. So uh, we just keep getting better, and and I see this thing turn around pretty quick. What uh, what do you think of linebacker Eric Wilson so far? I mean, bars out for the season. Eric, he just he, he you can tell from afar he cares so much, and he's flying all over the place, doing the best he can. Yeah, no, Eric's done a good job. Uh, you know, he had he had a lot of productivity the other night. Um, you know, there was a couple of poor plays in there as well, but. You know, I think he can, continues to be more familiar, uh, you know, like all these guys are with, with how, how things are working out and uh, his role that he has to play now. Um, you know, it's, he, he filled in for uh, Gideon last year when he got hurt. And so, you know, it's a different position for him, but a lot of the similarities with this, as far as job description. Coach, when, when running back Alexander Madison didn't get it on that fourth and two feet, like after the game, flight home, whatever, Monday, did you have to pick his spirits up a little bit? 
No, he's a good back, and you know I don't question backs. Uh, you know they, you know he probably should have bounced the ball, but at the end of the day, those guys are the ones out there making decisions. He had some great runs in the ball game. Um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get that one, and um, you know that's that's part of life. And and with Alexander, in my opinion, a fantastic back, excellent compliment for Dalvin. What what is smoother with his game year two compared to last year? Well, I think just everything as far as the uh, understanding. You know, the biggest thing for these guys is concepts in, in the passing game, whether it be routes or whether it be um, protections. And so I think he just has a much better feel for all those things. He's he's able to see the different exotic blitzes and, and pick up those guys uh, extremely well. This is our last chat for a couple of weeks. I know that greatly saddens you. Um, will, will you be able to get some rest during, during the bye week or, or is it all like tear down the first six games and make it better? Well, we're definitely going to have to look at, at, at everything that we've done, kind of big self-scout there for a while. Um, you know, where, where we were at week one to where we are at week six, take a look at those, see. And again, look at, you know, now our personnel is different in a lot of, lot of different ways. So, okay, how are we adapting to these personnel and, and where do we go from there? And then, um, you know, so we'll try and get some of that. You know, obviously we all got to get a little bit of rest. The players need to get some some time off and get away from from myself and the rest of the coaches. Um, so, uh, but uh, and then get ready to come back. You know, um, I got a text today that uh, when I was in Dallas in 1995. Uh, Barry Switzer went for fourth and one in Philadelphia and didn't get it. We ended up winning the Super Bowl. Oh, holy cow! See, and and I think. The Vikings in '99 might have started like two and four, finished ten and six, ended up going to the postseason. Time for two more. Uh, the um, the way these guys are fighting for you from the Tennessee game on, all season, but specifically those three, it is are you sensing that the identity of like this group? Is, is defining itself. You talked about identity. Offense is really good. Defense is getting better game by game. But this individual group, what do you think? Yeah, I think they're starting to get a lot better feel for one another. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> we've got a lot of young guys playing uh, right now. And for them to feel comfortable around a, you know, around a bunch of veterans not having uh, virtual uh, only having virtual, uh, I think they're starting to get a better feel for it, and I think the veterans are starting to push these guys a little bit harder now, um, which they need to do, and um, I think it's starting to show. Now these Falcons rolled the dice in the offseason with Todd Gurley, and, and he's making all the games. Seems like it's working okay. Why? It seems like they throw 70% of the time and run like 30. I mean, uh, it's just they have an imbalance there. Have you noticed that? Yeah, but they run the ball very, very effectively. Uh, you know, they'll run the ball on third down. They'll run the ball on first and second down with some of their things. Their offensive line has five first-round draft picks uh, that start for them that uh, can be physical downhill players as well as the, the wide zones that, uh, that they're similar to our offense. Hey, Coach, best of luck. Uh, thanks for the time, and uh, enjoy the off week, okay? Okay, Paul, thank you. Yes, sir. Mike Zimmer, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. We celebrate 60 seasons of Vikings football, and uh, we are selecting fans for our 60 Greatest Fans team. And like this radio show, it's presented by U.S. Bank. We want to honor the most passionate Vikings fans throughout history. Nominate yourself or somebody else today at vikings.com slash 60fans. You're listening to X's and O's on the KFAN Minnesota Vikings radio network driven by 
Polar. The Fan. Minnesota Vikings tight ends coach Brian Perriani joins us shortly, but it's game day any day, so play that new Vikings scratch game from the Minnesota Lottery. Top prize, 100 grand. Are you game? Just say, I'm in. Get uh, details at mnlottery.com. Brian Perriani's in his second year coaching Minnesota Vikings tight ends. Uh, Brian, was it any way outside of the outcome? You know, you, you lost a very emotional game Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a nuisance in any way with that wind and that rain and, like, being on the sideline? How do you handle that? No, I think, uh, you know, we prepare for that all the time. Uh, we practice outside. We practice in the wind. You know, we practice in the rain here. So uh, I think the conditions of what you play in the NFL and whatever day or whatever time it is you got to go play, you go play. Uh, when when Kyle Rudolph scores uh, his next touchdown or touchdowns, mm-hmm. um, I'm wondering if he's capable of making two-handed catches anymore. Is that a fair question? That is a fair question. He's had some amazing catches just since I've been here in two years. And uh, it seems like everything's a... Uh, miraculous catch <laughs> he has some unbelievable hands and so obviously he has great feet yeah well i, I got to give you credit i mean you're you're arguably the first tight ends coach in the history of the nfl teaching your guys to make one-handed catches all the time uh, i don't know if that's teaching i think i think they're teaching me how to do some special <laughs> things too you know but uh they're fun to work with and uh it's special to have them making those plays because uh obviously the those those plays that they're making are important for the team to try to come out victorious brian i mean you you've worked in the nfl for well over a quarter century you've come across a lot of different players rudolph's hands his the size of his hands <laughs> and the strength i mean seriously if you can do it just do it I know. You know, it's funny. I tell him every day. I, I mean, he, he is the biggest tight end that I've ever coached. He, he's a big person. And, uh, you know, catching, uh, run blocking, cutting, doing things that, uh, you know, maybe you didn't think you could do all the time. He's been doing those things. And it's, it's, been, uh, it's been fun to see. You know, and I think it's been fun for him because he's gotten involved in a lot, a lot of different ways in the offense, and uh, it's fun to see him block. You know, and he loves blocking for for the two backs. You know, and making things happen for this offense. You know, Brian, uh, when you were down in Houston, say you had Kyle Rudolph then, and you put him next to Andre Johnson. I mean, it's like the the Houston Rockets <laughs> would call you and say, "Hey, uh, we got a new Twin Towers. Can we use them?" Exactly. Exactly. Both dunking, both big-time rebounders. Uh, this is Brian Perriani, tight ends coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Speaking of Kyle, to put uh, a wrap on him, in my opinion, the last two years uh, has been the best run-blocking, protecting run of his career. When it comes to getting tight ends to buying into all facets of it, is that uh, how do you do that? Well, I, I think it's, uh, you know, the system's been going for so long, and, and I think that once they see guys over the years that have bought in and and been successful in that they know they can already run and catch and do those things but once they understand that they can use their leverage and 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 pass pro and run block and and guys they looked up to did that shannon sharp owen daniels just to name a few they they go you know okay i got you and things come off the run game so they understand that's the way that they're going to get open and and get the ball in the system also you know in a uh, in a fantasy football world with a lot of people listening to x's and o's now or or watching vikings uh, game plan or vikings.com 
you know, they wonder zero TDs for Irv Smith Jr., but from your standpoint, his overall game, I mean, I can go back to that Dalvin Cook 39-yard touchdown run at home against uh, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. He got the last key block there. Shoot, let's go to Madison's first TD last year up the middle against the Raiders. There's Irv Smith Jr. So that's a non-obvious with a second-round Alabama tight end, but he's coming through for you, isn't he? Yeah, he is. You know, uh, you, you saw a lot of that when he when he was at Alabama. You you saw the uh, the production in the hips, the quick feet. You know, and you saw you saw the will the willingness to get on people and block them. You know, people always talk about size, but I think it's the heart and the desire to do those kind of things. And this system fits him perfectly because uh, you know he can pull, he can play inside, outside, he can take on ends and linebackers. And sure, there's going to be a size mismatch, but there's things that we create. And that's what the offense is all about. And, and, you know, to put him in positions where he has, doesn't just have to keep doing the same thing for 60 plays. Now, you were a scout for the San Francisco 49ers for one year in 1990. But obviously, to do what you do, you talk to and or work with scouts. The, I've always been fascinated by the life of a scout. I mean, it, it, can, it can be tough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was fortunate that it was it was really my first job, so I was in in the office doing a lot of scouting for John McVay. But um, uh, just knowing a lot of scouts and knowing the avenue that those people take, yes, it is. If you're away from home, you're in hotels, you're driving in your car, you know, you got to remember what you did in a, in a uh, from a school to write reports. It, it's a it's a hard a hard life, and uh, uh, it's it's rewarding. Because you get to see a lot of players, and a lot of players are successful in the league. But um, uh, I take my hat off to those people because they're very—you know—if we didn't have their work, we, we couldn't be doing the things that we're doing in this league. The Vikings' offense through five has has become really, really good, and the running game's dominating. It's one of mm -hmm. the best in the NFL. So, as tight ends coach with Rick Dennison, the offensive line coach and run game coordinator. And, and you guys have worked together forever, but specifically with this team, how do you guys mesh your tight ends, his offensive line, and the running game? You, you know, it, first of all, I take you just continue to you continue to be repetitious and on things that you're doing day in and day out. Your steps, your techniques, uh, what the tackle's doing, what you're doing, the communication, uh, whether whether it's a new scheme, a scheme we're carrying over, or whatever it is, a motion. And, and those are things that have to look the same and be the same day in and day out. And until, uh, until people understand that that's what it needs to look like all the time, then you continue to do it and continue to do it. And hopefully when it, when it, you know, when it does happen right, those things happen in a football game. Like you said, the things that you don't th think you see, people, people are aware of when a big play happens. Uh, Coach Periani, a four-time Super Bowl champion, what, um, what do you do with the rings? Uh, that are in my safe at home. Yeah, uh, anything else of uh, value in that safe? Like some, <laughs> anything else you'd no, like to share on it? Pretty, pretty much just the rings. But yeah. no, I, I uh, uh, you know, the kids will take them out and look at them yeah. now and then, or, my, or when my parents come by. How old are the kids? Uh, my daughters are 20, 22 and 20. Okay, so you don't have to worry about them taking them to middle school and, no. hey, everybody, want to wear dad's rings? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Oh, not that'd be all. good. Uh, last one. You, um, you have worked with Gary Kubiak for a quarter century. What, what stands out about Gary's offensive mind? Um, he is uh, able to adjust on the fly. Um, he, he knows he will carry a lot of plays and knows that, hey, if we have to change up, 
people will have run those plays or walked through those plays or have been through those plays at least one time before he's actually going to call them in the game. So uh, he is uh, detailed to his standard, and he always has his players on par and detailed and ready to play in a football game. I'm predicting a Tyler Conklin touchdown against Atlanta, and here's why. Uh, because I'm out of time, and I failed to mention the young man's name. So there he goes. Number one for Tyler Conklin. <laughs> I hope so. We'll see We'll see how the week goes. Uh, Brian, great work, man. You do really, really good work. Thanks for joining the show. Best of luck against Atlanta, okay? I appreciate it. Thanks very much, Paul. Yep, see you, buddy. Uh, okay, Brian, take care. Brian Perriani, second-year tight ends coach for the Minnesota Vikings. That puts a wrap on X's and O's this week. Vikings fans, purchase any 20-ounce Pepsi-branded product from Quick Trip with your rewards card and enter the Vikings opening drive sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. See store for details. We thank Brian Perriani and Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer for joining us into the final game before the bye week. Uh, the Vikings play Atlanta, an 0-5 operation, with a new coach. Their coach Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, their general manager, both uh, fired by owner Arthur Blank this week. So Raheem Morris... Uh, an elite defensive mind. He takes over as head coach. They'll be at U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend. Then the bye week. Then after that, at Lambeau Field. And an opportunity to beat Atlanta and then uh, start a little winning streak against those Green Bay Packers and uh, maybe try to get this record on the winning side of the ledger. I'm Paul Allen. Thank you very much for listening to X's and O's. We would like to thank Nate Vaughn and Jesse Marquette with the Vikings Entertainment Network and Eric Nordquist and Brett Blakemore with KFAN. Thanks for listening to the KFAN Minnesota Vikings Radio Network, driven by Polaris.